how beautiful is stillness? Just the stillness right now is powerful. You can tell where your thoughts are in the stillness. If they're racing, it's okay if they race. It just gives you a good reality to know that you need more stillness. There's no shame on you. You just need more stillness and let the Father quiet the spinning thoughts, the opinions that come into your mind. He comes and he pierces them with his truth when we're just still. There's such a presence of love. Eric really welcomed that in. He ushered in such a peace and such love. What you're feeling, this quietness, this stillness, it kind of feels a little deafening. Can you all feel that? There's just a quiet. And I believe it's the presence of our Father coming and he's quieting things. And I think that's what he wants to do today in his love. Did you know the Bible says that if you, have, if you don't have love, you're nothing? You can prophesy. You can have all the gifts in the world. And what's scary is you can actually operate in, the, in your gift and still not be connected to the Father because gifts are irrevocable. That's scary. He says you're nothing without love. Everything that we do, Eric painted such a good picture and brought so, many, so much of what the word says about it. Everything we do should be from a place of being loved, of resting in his love. What does it look like to rest? You're not being active. You're not actively doing anything. You sit back. When you rest in the love of God, it looks like all these verses that Eric was bringing to our attention. I rest in that. I don't have to do anything to earn his love. I don't have to read my Bible more. We need to learn to separate what we do from the love of God. If you never, I say this all the time, if you never read your Bible another day in your life, if you never showed up to church another day in your life, it would not change the love God has for you. We have to separate that. It's not going to change that you are called. It's not going to change what he chose. When Eric, I love that picture of saying you were in the womb of heaven before you were in your mother's womb. You come, and it had nothing to do with what you did for him. It had nothing to do with you speaking at church with your prayer. It had nothing to do with that. And we need to learn to separate the two. You need all of the above. You need the, the word. You need community. But we have to learn to separate his love and what it means to rest in that. When we rest in knowing I am a child of God, it's from that place we have community. It's from that place we read the word. It's from that place we get on platforms. My prayer as long as I was a Christian, knowing I was called to speak, as I said, God, I don't ever want to put myself on a platform because if I put myself there, I have to keep myself there. But if you put me there, you have to keep me there. And it becomes not about what I do. It's everything about my position in Christ. Because I'm still, I still mess up. I still don't have it right. And what's great about when he puts me there is he's aware I still don't have it right. But if I finagle my way into a place of position, then the ways that I got there, I have to keep it there. 
Because now if, when he puts me there, everybody in the world, everybody and their mama can have an opinion about me, but it doesn't matter. Because God put me here. Put me here, and he's going to take care of you. So talk about me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not really. It still hurts, but it does feel good to know. I'm like, okay, you know. I love in Philippians, it says, I continue to pray for your love to grow and increase beyond measure, bringing you into the rich revelation of spiritual insight in all things. And with this revelation, you will come to know God fully as he imparts to you the deepest understanding of his ways. This will enable you to choose the most excellent way of all, becoming pure and without offense until the unveiling of Christ. Do you see what happens when, when your love grows? When you grow in love, you begin to increase beyond measure. You get brought into a place of rich revelation, of spiritual insight in all things. How many of you need some spiritual insight in all things? Don't you want to be a person that with your finances, you have spiritual insight that doesn't make sense and you're a success? Don't you want insight into your relationships, that every one of your relationships is prospering? How do you do that? You get around love. You grow in love. And I'm going to get to how and what that looks like, but you got to see this vision. What happens when you grow in love? What happens when you say yes to resting in the love of God, that you didn't earn it? You get to just be loved. And I love Eric said, you, that's how you see yourself. You see yourself when you're loved. Once you grow in spiritual insight in all things, with this revelation, you come to know God fully as he imparts to you the deepest understanding of his ways. That's crazy. You get to know the ways of God. That's that place where you get to, when you begin understanding his ways, you start seeing healing because you're not worried about the fruits of the healer. Oh, come on, God, I'll, like, let this be healed. I've seen it happen. No, you're like, you are healer. That's the ways of God. I love in Psalm, I think like 104, it says, he showed his works to the Israelites and his ways to Moses. His works are the things he does with his hands. You see him heal. You see him set someone free. And I think a lot of times we get so caught up in trying to have that fruit, but little do you know, people forget to follow his hand up to his face. That's the ways of God. It's his face. It's who he is. And as we sit in his love, all these things, this revelation, this insight in all things. You know, I hear people hate on the prosperity gospel. The gospel only knows prosperity. It's the deep revelations that happen that cause you to begin thinking like God because you have spiritual insight into all things and you know his ways. To get there, it's through the eye of a needle and it's sharpening and refining. So hear me, I'm not saying your lives look like Jesus when you're prospering in all things, but I will say it's the fruit when you begin to walk with God. And you have to pay a price to get it, but it's the best price in the world to pay. Now let's talk about how to get there. How do we get there? This is, the, this is what love does. We sit in love. We rest in it. We know resting in it looks like here are the things that he says. I don't have to do anything. It's not about reading my Bible. It's not about showing up to church. How do I get this love of God? 
What does it mean to rest? I would like to propose it looks like sitting in his presence, being around him. The thing that sets us apart is the presence of God. You can have all the scriptures in the world, but that's the difference. You can tell when somebody sits with God and rests in his love and they're around his presence because they say something and you're like, whoa, it hits you. I have people that I'll run into and they'll say, you said this a year ago and they'll, they'll quote something I said. That's not me. It's because I sit with God and I spend time with him and I have these verses and I read the Bible, but I always come to him and I just sit with him and I rest and I say, I don't have to do anything. A lot of these visions I have come from me just sitting and saying, I'm loved because I am loved because I am loved. I don't have to do a single thing to earn my place in you. I don't have to do a single thing to become all you've created me to be. I wear a necklace that have flowers on it because I always tell myself I can't help but bloom when I'm planted in God. Just because I'm in seed form doesn't mean I'm still not a magnolia. Just because I don't see the fruit yet doesn't mean it's not the reality. How do you have the reality? You plant yourself in love. How do you have the gifting that impacts the world? You plant yourself in love. Hebrews, it says, so now we come freely and boldly to where love is enthroned to receive mercy's kiss and discover the grace we urgently need to strengthen us in our time of weakness. We can freely and boldly come where love is enthroned. And it says to receive mercy's kiss. One of the things that kept me from, I used to not always be in this place. I didn't just naturally come to know Jesus and I rest in his love. No, I came to know Jesus and I highlighted with every color highlighter, every other verse in my Bible. And I read the Bible so that I could get things to tell people so that I would sound like a good Christian. I was the person that didn't tell when somebody would say some verse, they'd be like, oh yeah, you know that story? I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, no, no, no. Inside, I was like, no way, I have no idea. Because I carried so much shame of not being a good enough Christian. That was my reality. But everything changed when I began resting in his love. I want to talk about mercy, though. I think one of the things that keep us from coming into his presence boldly and freely is not understanding that we don't deserve it. We get it because we're in Christ. When God looks at you, he sees Jesus. And there's a psalm, I don't know where, it is written. It says, I'm crowned in his steadfast love and mercy. That word mercy in the original language is womb. And I remember reading that verse in a time that I was steady striving. I was thinking I had to be just right. I couldn't fall. I had to be perfect. I couldn't tell a lie. I couldn't, I just always, everything in my life had to just, to please God, I, I couldn't have any sin in my life, and it was up to me to keep it out. And I had this, I, I, this verse had come to my mind at the beginning of the week, and I was just chewing on it and meditating on it. And I had this moment where I just told a little white lie at work, and I crumbled. I crumbled. People, y'all, somebody's like, okay, no big deal. But for me, it was because my relationship with God looked like never telling a lie, never doing this, because that was going to determine who I was in Jesus. I, I had to be perfect. And God brought that verse to me and he showed me, I just was, I was in tears crying because I'm like, God, I, I lied. I'm a Christian. 
I'm in ministry school and I just lied to my boss for my personal gain. And he showed me the, oh, I was in a womb and I was holding on to the umbilical cord. And he said, you not receiving my mercy is killing you. You can't grow without the nutrients of my love. That's what my mercy does. You don't deserve it. Repent and get on with it. So I repented. I said, I'm so sorry. I let go of that umbilical cord and I was brought back into his love. So if there's anybody that just thinks like, I don't know, I, I did this, I did that, repent and be done with it. There may be some unraveling that needs to happen or some brushing off because maybe it's something that's been in your life for a while but that's what the purpose of the Holy Spirit is. The word says it's his job to mature us. It's God's job to mature us. It's not your job to mature you. And how do you do that? You get in his love. You rest in it. Take a verse, just like me. I, I took those verses and I just sit and I just rest and I take some of the verses Eric had, just rest in those and say, I'm loved. I can't do anything. All, all I can do is be loved. And it's crazy because from that place, that's where you, you become the most Christ-like person that's filled with power and filled with love. And you really start making an impact for the world and you just begin loving the word. Prior to me really sitting with God, I didn't love the word. I didn't have a relationship with it. Now, if you would have asked me then, I'd be like, yeah, I love it. But when I look at how my relationship with the word is now, I, it was painful. I love what Psalm 73 is, one of the coolest psalms to me because it's such a reality. And I feel like even especially for today and what the world we live in is like, so pretty much this psalmist is like, the world is crazy and I'm seeing the wicked prosper everywhere I turn. They're getting all these good things and I don't understand. Here I am being faithful to you, God, and look at all of the wicked prosper. I'm so undone by this. And then he says, if I had spoken, if I had given in to my pain and spoken of what I was really feeling, it would have sounded like unfaithfulness to the next generation. That right there to me is such a reality of how we really are. If I would have spoken what I was really feeling, it would have sounded like unfaithfulness to the next generation. When I tried to understand it all, I just couldn't. It was too puzzling, too much of a riddle to me. But then one day I was brought into the sanctuaries of God and the light of glory, my distorted perspective vanished. Later on in verse 22, it says, my opinions were pierced with your truth. That's what happens when we get into the presence of God. Because let me tell you, especially today, you can write something on Facebook and there's a lot of people who will affirm you. You can get a lot of likes, but that doesn't mean you're right. You can have an opinion that sounds real good, doesn't mean you're right. That's why we need the presence of God. That's why we have to get along with love so his truth can come and pierce our opinions. Our perspectives vanish. We don't see ourselves how we measure up. We get into his presence and it says, this is what it says. I came into the sanctuaries of, of God and in the light of glory, my distorted perspective vanished. How many of you have some distorted perspectives that need to vanish? 
Our priorities should not be, I need to read my Bible every day. My priorities should be, I need to get in his presence. It can be 10 seconds. It can be 10 minutes. It can be an hour. It's something you kind of got to work up to. It's different. Because you just have to be still. It says, be still and know that I'm God. Live in holy awe of God, and he brings you into his presence. I even do it sometimes at work if I feel really stressed and overwhelmed. I'll go in the bathroom and I'm like, you're God. Got it. I don't have to do anything. And I just take a deep breath and I receive his love. I receive his peace. A lot of my distorted perspectives vanish. Vanish. 